Previously on Five Friends in Fiction. I use my right hand to touch her left arm because we're looking at each other. Okay. And I she touch her left very arm. Very uncomfortable. Thank you so much. You all didn't have to do this. Oh no, I, I got these for you. With my 17 from earlier, do I ascertain any kind of motivation behind the gift? Uh, yeah. Fucking dab once in her goddamn pants. Do you have a do you have a, a restroom I can use? Uh, yes, just right through here. And you don't find anything like super weird. She has quite a few bandages in there, like first aid stuff, a couple jars full of clear liquid. About ten o'clock rolls around, the door mm-hmm. to Sophia's house opens. Sophia looks up, kind of sees that thing, and fucking turns around and books it back towards her house. Fuck. The Husrosius. A thing I just made up. So it's morning. It can be whatever time in the morning you need it to be. Now, did we all, you know, talk? Because uh, Anzeo didn't see anything. Because Anzeo was juggling trying to be bait. Oh yeah, we would have we would have briefed for sure. Because well, we, we then I want to read my book. Because I want to get my lady advantage. Okay, so so you guys shared all the stuff that she had a cloth in her hand and a bottle of clear shit in her hand and was sneaking around uh trying to chloroform motherfuckers like i'd like to know what was in that jar you I mean, know it's just she was gonna use it for something but maybe molotov? it's like a, maybe <laughs> maybe molotov. Shit on fire. <laughs> she's gonna light the whole town on fire <laughs> some people carry around knives there's people other people carry on molotov <laughs> So it can be whatever time you guys need it to be. If you have stuff you want to do in the morning, it's morning. If you have stuff you want to do in the afternoon, it's afternoon. It's, if you have stuff you want to do in the evening, it's evening. What do you guys think? Wake up early, get some breakfast, and just head out to Sophia's. I think the best thing to do would be Anzeo and I, and I mean, I'm not going to volunteer you. If you want to come, you can. I think I will sleep till right before dawn. I want to get there as the sun's coming up. Probably the best thing to do. Whatever she's doing... It's in the cover of night. I don't think she'll do anything crazy when the sun comes up. Unless it's a need-to basis. If she needs to feed or whatever she's trying to do, it might not matter. She might take every advantage she can. Uh, I say we just wait till... If you want to leave early in the morning before we wake up, I don't mind. I don't think that would be the worst idea, but I don't think we should try and intervene or do anything without all of us present well yes i mean i was just thinking of of getting there early to at least stay in the shadows and watch and see if i mean i kind of want to see if she's just gonna go about her day and act act as if nothing happened last night that would be good just for the love of bahamut don't be discovered i think she might be suspicious of us already we've been spending a little bit of time at her place right Uh, we we don't need her thinking we're onto her right Okay, so you're going to get up early in the morning and head out to Sophia's on Zeo and Dav. Dawn creeps in, and uh, the two of you are already up. I mean, you didn't really have to sleep. You just had to kind of chill out and smoke your elf weed or whatever it is that you do to meditate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you head over to Sophia's house, and uh, are you guys crouching in the trees, or are you going up under the windows? R- remember, they're they're fig trees, so I mean they're not like voluptuous full trees. They're like short, kind of flat top trees. Seventeen on self. Okay. Oh, I thought we were answering where we were gonna be. I'm gonna roll my rainbow die for the first time. 
Oh, look, and I rolled an 18 plus 8. That's a really high number. That's a lot. So um, yourself is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, I am hiding behind a tiny skinny fig tree. <laughs> and nobody can see you. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Uh, so where are you guys with your good stealth rolls? Where are you going to go hide? I want to be able to see her front door. Okay. Yeah. How close are the trees to her house? Uh, they come within about 15 feet. So she's got like a, a decent sized perimeter. She's got her little side garden over on the north side. That's got the little wooden fence where she grows her herbs and things. Gotcha. Um, is there a door that goes just out the front or is there a door that goes into the garden as well? There's just the door to the front. She has a little gate. Okay. Yeah. You guys have seen her in the garden and she's come to the front door when she's done. So. Yeah, I'd also like to be able to see the front door. Though. Okay, so you guys uh, climb up these skinny, skinny, short trees, and somehow <laughs> the two of you just kind of manage to, to blend into the foliage. And as about uh, 7.30 rolls around, um, you see the old woman, Kainan. She comes hobbling from over um, through the orchard from wherever her little shack is. And she comes up to the front door, and she knocks. As she had tried the door, and the door was locked, uh, Sophia opens the door a crack, says something to her that you can't quite hear from the distance. Kainan looks a little bit saddened and kind of checks her temperature with the back of her hand. And then she kind of nods and they have a, a brief conversation and, and Kainan hobbles back towards her little shack. And Sophia closes the door again and you can hear it lock. Would we need to roll something to like talk to each other quietly? Or does that involve, is that a part of our stealth? I mean, you're 15, you're 15 feet away in trees. The nearest person is behind a locked door. <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. okay. That's fair. Anzeo, I know, I know we don't know Sophia very well, but did that not seem out of character for her? I mean, every time we've come and <laughs> we're strangers, she always lets us in. Yeah, it definitely seems like she's hiding something. What do you think we should do? We could try to sneak closer and maybe peek in the windows a little bit. That's a good idea. We do that. Okay. All right. So you, you sneak down and you uh, you kind of poke your head up kind of around checking all the windows. All the blinds are drawn. There's a crack in the blinds around the back of the house kind of looking in towards the, the kitchen. You can see her in there. She's kind of pacing back and forth. She keeps kind of like leaning on the sink like she's thinking about something. And then uh, after about two minutes of watching her, you hear a knock at the door again. And from the back of the house, looking through the windows, you can see the. D- she opens the door, and it's Dr. Petrow standing outside the door. And Sophia lets the doctor in, and the two women are talking. She looks at her arm, and the doctor looks mildly perturbed at Sophia. Uh, looks like she's scolding her for not coming in and seeing her. It looks like bugging the hell out of the doctor <laughs> finally paid off as she has had a moment to come and check on Sophia. She takes her into to the bedroom. Then she come, the doctor so comes we've... back out. You can't see them. Oh, okay. But the doctor comes back out into the kitchen and uh, starts preparing some things, mixing up some medicines on a cloth. And she has some tools with her. And then she goes back into the bedroom. Tools like, you know, knives and bandages and stuff sort of horrible rudimentary turn of the century things mm. that would not be in practice in modern times <laughs> and maybe a jar of leeches time to bloodlet yep 
And after about 20 minutes, the doctor comes back out into the kitchen and washes some things off. Uh, Sophie is there holding a bandage pack thing on her arm, and the two women talk for a moment, and then the doctor leaves. And Sophia goes back kind of into the bedroom and closes the door. Well, I think that kind of answers our question as to what we need to do today, I think. Maybe... Maybe we don't all go, but maybe we send Bal to talk to the doctor since they have such a <laughs> great relationship and maybe he can he can find something out. I think that'd be a good attempt. I don't know if she'll really say anything because that whole uh, patient confidentiality thing, but it's a good attempt. Okay, so I guess now we just go back, tell them what we saw? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you guys make your way back through the forest. You stealth the orchard, not the forest. You stealth for a little bit uh, with your real good stealth rolls, and then you just kind of walk back into town. By the time you get back, Bal and Creed are up and around and ready. You guys haven't really had breakfast yet, uh, so do you guys want to go across the street to the tavern and hit up Helen? Helen! Helen! Yeah. Get your free breakfasts. Helen! So you guys all kind of go across the street. Helen's in there by herself. Her dad's somewhere. Uh, she seats, uh, sits you guys down and brings out your complimentary breakfast. Today it's porridge. Val's, yours has some meat in it. Everybody else's is pretty normal. <laughs> um, and she brings you all some fig juices and some waters. And then she kind of goes back to, to setting up the, the bar for the day. And she's not really paying attention to you guys whatsoever. She's kind of in and out of the kitchen. So it's, I mean, it's dead quiet in there, but you guys could potentially talk pretty privately if you time your, your talk to be against when she's coming in and out of the room, depending on how much you want to give away. So, Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to keep it quiet. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to make you guys roll checks or anything. You'll okay. just be watching, so just talk at, at, at your own leisure. Okay. Um, so I tell them all, you know, what happened or on Zaya when I do. Um, and then, so Bal, I think, you know, since we did pressure the doctor about, you know, Sophia coming in, I think it might be best if you go and talk to the doctor alone, maybe figure out what, you know, she saw or what she did or what she thinks. I mean, I think it's worth a shot anyway. I could try. You've seen how I've talked with the doctor prior. She's not very forthcoming with information. Even though I'm good with medicine, I think she kind of dismisses me as just <laughs> a rudimentary alchemist and nothing more. I don't think, uh, uh, she will disclose anything unless I can maybe somehow prove to her that I I can help her. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Do we think that this is something that the doctor knows about? Does do you think Sophie's been doing the attacks and the doctor knows and is trying to? Like, I don't cure? know. Maybe. How that's, that's how could we something. figure that out? Yeah, that's going to be something we're going to. I mean, I mean, out. it's just kind of. This is just kind of. Speculation. I mean, there's no proof. I mean, it could have just been the doctor doing what we asked, showing up, seeing that her arm hadn't healed, and doing what she does best. I think it would be a little far to assume that she's got anything to do with this, I guess, but I don't think she's going to tell me. I think, Creed, if you wouldn't mind going with me. Yeah, I can, I can tag along. You might be able to sway her opinion if I cannot. Well, I guess we'll wait. We'll go ahead and have breakfast and wait till opening hours. Okay. Nine o'clock finally rolls around. And you remember from the hours. I assume I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> the doctor's <laughs> office opens uh, at about nine. Maybe it's ten. I don't know. She's open now. So Creed and Bal uh, head over. And though the sign on the door say that they're open, the welcome sign is 
turned to closed. Mm. Give it a good old knock. There's silence for a second, and then eventually Dr. Patrell kind of opens the door and goes, Oh, it's you all again. Are you sick? We are. We are not sick. Then what can I... I'm closed. We uh, just wanted to know if you've seen Sophia yet. Yes, I uh, saw her this morning, and thank you for bringing that to my attention. The girl should have come to me a long time ago, but I am working on it. Everyone who's there, roll perception checks for me real fast. 13 plus 7, uh, 20. Fuck, (laughs) dirty 20, okay. 23. Holy shit. All right, so both of you see um, kind of back behind her through the crack of the door. uh, She's kind of set up shop in her kind of front reception room and she has like the biggest leather book that you guys have ever seen open and like there's a pot or like a pot of steaming liquid and like a mug sitting next to it she's got like pens and paper and it looks like she's looking through her book uh rather frantically (laughs) when you guys uh came and knocked on the door which seems to be why uh, it's set to closed and not to open this morning what do you take from the wound i i I've never seen anything quite like it, to be totally frank with you. It's um, something new and interesting, and I don't quite know what... Uh, and she kind of checks over her shoulder, and you see um, the parchment that she was writing on. It starts to kind of, like, autofill. Hmm. So there's there's something writing on the parchment, even though she is standing at the door. Hmm. Okay. I I would love to sit here and chat with you all, but I am I am I am very busy, kind of in the the middle of something. So unless you're actively dying, just if there's anything we could do. I mean, I'm no doctor, <clears throat> but if you need herbs, if you need me to look for something, we've got time. And I mean, you're a busy doctor. You might not be able to go out and look for what you need. Uh, uh, come back at about noon, and I'll let you know. And then she just closes the door, like, right in your face. And you can kind of see through the crack in the window. She goes back and is reading. And I just wave, like, see ya. She is, yeah, she's not paying attention to you. I know, no, yeah, no, it was just more like a, okay. (laughs) Al wants to walk back to the inn on his hands. (laughs) What? I need to walk, I need to exercise, guys. Okay, I need I you to exercise on your hands. I, yeah, I need you to roll I, an athletic to... check, and I need to know what Kate wants. Um, while the boys were gone, I returned the books to okay. the town uh, hall. Okay, cool. What'd you get? Athletics? I'm sorry, acrobatics, if you're walking on your hands. Shit. Oh, boy, math. <laughs> um, Am I going to die? You're 15. Oh. 15? No. <laughs> no, he does. It's not super <laughs> graceful or anything, but he is able to walk on his hands That's... Uh, a block and a half back to... <laughs> and as we're going, and I'm like wobbling a little bit, I'm like, man, it's been a while. I really need Are we to... still walking, though? Do we have like a little ways to go? Yeah. That's, uh, that's all you got? Are you going to try and show him up? Fuck. Five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You kind of uh, get on your hands. You do this big show of just like leaning forward. You get your legs straight up and then immediately just fall back over and you take one landing on your tail damage. Clang, clang, clang. <laughs> All the armor. Just... Oh, yeah, you're wearing plate armor, so it is very loud. <laughs> or chainmail, I can't remember. You're wearing something heavy. So you guys all meet back up there. Uh, it's about 9.15. Oh, Abby, would you mute yourself? For the love of God. <laughs> Sorry. Go I kitchen? threw my phone in my pocket. 
I mean, are we all sitting down, just kind of yeah, chit-chatting? Yeah, you do whatever the fuck you want. So we, we spoke to the doctor, and uh, things are uh, moving along now. And let's just say, and I grab my jar, this is hitting the fan. <laughs> <laughs> he holds up his jar of, of shit, and he says it's hitting the fan. Um, everybody roll a history check this... to see if you've seen a fan before. <laughs> Me too? An no, you oh, said it. it. <laughs> I got a natural 20. Okay, yeah. Anzeo remembers at uh, Doke's house there were electric fans. Yes, everyone knows what a paper fan is, but she remembers electric uh, fans and she understands. I rolled radium. a 14. Uh, I'm sorry, a 13 or 14? 14, sorry. A 14, you 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 know what a fan is and you can imagine that he's not talking about that type of fan. It must be something a little bit fancier than that. But you understand the vagueness of it. How about you, Bal? You ever seen an electric fan Bal before? Bal thinks he's talking about the hand fan. <laughs> and Bal does not understand at all. Like why would not you why would you drop shit on a paper That fan? sounds very messy. Not that Bal would really get it yeah. anyway. True. <laughs> it's so messy. Why, why? Noon rolls around and you head back over to the doctor's office. And kind of right as you get up to the door before you can even knock, uh, she opens the door a crack and she says, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. All right, we're going. So you head into the doctor's office. She kind of leans back on that table in her waiting room and she's got that the the big leather book open and you can see that parchment that she had it is just like full of notes in two different styles of handwriting she pulls the big leather book around and it's like two and a half feet across open like it is a huge book and she points to the page that she has opened she goes all right so i need you to find night i'm sorry witch hazel <laughs> and she flips it to a different page and nightshade which should be in the in the forest Maybe, probably, hopefully. I need as much as you can find. I want to make a nature check or survival check. Which one would be more? I want to know why specifically those. That's only a 14. You know they're crazy poisonous. (laughs) What do you need, I mean, two incredibly poisonous herbs for? I thought we were trying to help Sophia. We are trying to help Sophia. You can cook them down to the base ingredients and they can make a, a pretty powerful antitoxin. I have other things here that in the workshop that I can use to add to them once I break them down. But if my colleagues are correct, it, it could potentially be a good thing. Or we could be terribly wrong. And hopefully we're not terribly wrong. And she just kind of gets this, like, forlorn kind of, just kind of depressed kind of look in her eyes. Like, she doesn't, you can tell she's never dealt with anything like this before, and she's kind of out of her depth. We'll make haste to try and be back as soon as we can. Okay. So you guys are heading out into the forest. Um, Are you breaking off into pairs? How are you going to look for these Um, things? Pairs. Oh, I thought the boys just went by themselves. Oh, I thought we went as a group. Oh, I thought we all went to the doctor. Okay. I mean, I don't care. Anzea, what were you doing if you weren't at the doctor? Checking on the horses. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And we'll meet meet up with you at the stable. Okay, so... Um, Actually, if that's what she was doing, I went with her. Okay. If that's what she was doing, I went with her. Okay. 
the two elven ladies head over to the stables and it's that New York accent kid is kind of sitting there and he's uh, scrubbing down some saddles or some shit. I don't know, horse stuff. And uh, he sees you guys and he goes, hey, you guys, you come here to check on your horses? Yeah, we're <laughs> God, here. that's stupid kid. We're here to check on our horses. All right. All right. Come, come with me. And he leads you guys kind of a, around the corner, and um, his his dad's back there brushing a horse, not one of yours. And then he takes you guys kind of towards the back, and they're your horses, and they look fine. They look like horses. I pet my horse. Okay. I feed her an apple from my bag. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would have bought an apple before we left. So how much do I need to take out of my Did you gold? just get it from Helen? Yeah. You didn't have to pay for it. She added it to oh, Okay. Tab. I pet ghosts, and I give him an apple. And I, I whisper sweet nothings into his ear because he's my baby. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Like, like, no, like, I miss you. I love you. I'm still here. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, okay. stuff you whisper to your pet, your pet baby. Okay. Not like I'm sexually attracted to my <laughs> horse. <laughs> Ew. It would just be one one of many things Dev is attracted to. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> she likes women and women alone. <laughs> any Any kind of woman. So, so horsewomen. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, I know. I was like, eh, well. Mm. <laughs> All right, Isaiah, what you got for me? So, so Dev, uh, was your horse real sad? Oh, he he looks terribly sad, but I'm I'm sure he's happy to know that I'm still here. How how is your horse? She's good. She's good. She's used to it. All right, yeah. So you guys you guys check on all the horses. I assume you check on the boys' horses as well, as you're not monsters. Yep, they look like horses. They do look like horses. They look like horses. Happy horses. horses who are in a stable who have had to deal with a little kid from New York. Uh, so just a little bit perturbed. They're ready to get out on the road, tired of this stable life. Um, oh, but I leave five coins. Okay. For him to pamper my horse. Okay. Uh, some, some love. He's what you want me to like take. Is what is, is your horse a boy or a girl horse? She's a girl. A girl horse. Okay. Uh, you want me like to take her out on like a run or something? Yeah. All right. Great. Cool. I can do that. Yeah. No problem. I'll take your horse out. Treat her real nice. Go get candle dinner or something. Yeah. So uh, the he said all those things and the dad just kind of shakes his head and goes, "Don't don't mind Christopher." Uh, he, he, is that the first time we've ever heard his name? It is. Yes. He also <gasps> shares the name with the same uh, same little boy who was super weird from Hawksbell. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> Christopher's memory. Uh, he, is, uh, he, he, he just teases. He means he's not, obviously not going to do that. That's not a thing we do here. <laughs> but uh, he will take her out to, to get a little bit more exercise than, than we normally do. So, yeah, we can, we can do that. No problem. Well, thank you. Yeah, cool. All right. So uh, as you're kind of getting out of the stables, the the boys come up and and let you in on their nightshade witch hazel. Oh my god, I just cannot keep this too straight. Quest. We need to get our horses. We need to go looking for some herbs, like quick. Do we need our horses for that? Yeah, do we need our? Yeah, I thought we were just gonna like walk. We don't know how far away they'd be. Does somebody want to do some nature checks to see like where these things typically grow? I'll do a nature check. I mean, I could do it just. I don't know how familiar Bow is with the area. Eleven. Oh, mm, I laughed. I got a five. (laughs) Twenty-one. Twenty-one. What about you, Bow? Oh, I mean, like a five. 
So Anzeo, from her short time with the Wood Elves, knows that um, Witch Hazel is typically in the mountains, and you are near a mountain, and that Nightshade typically grows near slow parts in rivers. And there is a river that runs along the edge of the city on the north. It's not on the map, but it powers a water wheel. Behind the factory, as it's coming from the mountain, it's pretty fast right near there. So you might want your horses to to go find a slower spot of the river while somebody goes and checks the mountain. I will check the mountain. I think we probably should split up our nature people, right? I'll go with Anzeo. So you guys are going to go up the mountain to find Witch Hazel, right? Yep, that's why I said it was at the mountain. Yep. And then Bal and Dav, you're gonna go try and find the nightshade mm-hmm. by the slow part of the river. So you guys m- might want to grab your horses. It's up to you though. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want mine. So you guys make your way towards the mountain. The south side where the town is is pretty rocky, as a lot of it has been mined out. So you kind of head to the north side, uh, jumping over across the river. So give me uh, some of those sweet athletics checks. Sweet, sweet athletics jacks. 20, 23. Fuck, so you guys just effortlessly bound across the river, just like... It's like we're in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> like you're on, like you're on wires, just like running across the water, just feet ever so lightly, just tapping the stones as you cross. I mean, there's like nobody around to see it, but it looks super sick as hell. The fish are impressed. The fish are very impressed. The salmon, which are coming upstream to spawn i guess sure are very impressed we're with filling you. them with vigor there's going to be a lot of spawn so much so <laughs> much salmon boning is going to happen it's going to be freaking crazy so you guys make your way and start up the hill uh roll me some nature checks to start as we slowly ascend we're technically in the mountains in this area right technically yes yeah. you are on a mountain did you get special stuff for that Yes, it's her favorite terrain. So that means you get advantage, I believe. My intelligence checks are doubled. Fuck. Holy shit. Yeah, if using... 45. A proficient skill, I'm I'm proficient in nature. So, uh... It's going to be 38. Holy shit. Wowzers. What? What even? Grab them all, let's go. Grab them all, let's go. Okay. She just looks at them and they get in her bag. She looks at them and they're like, oh, no. here we go. She just, she kind of glances off to the side and just is like this way and leads Creed like through some trees. And there's just a field like stretching up the side of this hill of just the most witch hazel ever. There's a couple dead birds who have like tried to eat it and have died oh. as it is crazy hella poisonous. And you do have to kind of like, no, Akina, don't. <laughs> as you guys are picking the, these beautiful flowers, you kind of can get as much as you fucking... 38 is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You just... <laughs> You're filling up your bag of holding on Zeo, and somehow it's, like, getting full. (laughs) It is infinite space, but it is somehow getting full as you guys just stuff this, like, field of... Obviously not all of it. You get fucking plenty. Oh, my Jesus. I never get to use it. I've always wanted to use it. I love it. It's so (laughs) See why? Spend about an an hour doing this, and then you're like, man, we did so hella good, and just kind of then take your time climbing back down the mountain to then effortlessly jump back across the stream. That was quick. Uh (laughs) Yep, I have a feeling this won't be as quick. (laughs) Nope. 
Val and Dev, you guys make your way downstream. It takes you about 45 minutes to get somewhere where the, the water is going a little bit slower. But you find some pools where it's kind of ebbed off. I don't know how to describe. You know, rivers, they like change their course over time. So it's like the erosion has made these little pools. There we go. Do you find some slow water? So uh, roll me those sweet checks. Let's see some nightshade. Roll the 10. <laughs> Oh, fuck. This Come on, Val. A lot of pressure on me. <laughs> Come on, Val. Oh, please tell me that's not... Oh, my God, no. What'd you get? Two. Two? No. Okay, so you all find one nightshade along the shore, and you're pretty sure it's nightshade, but you know you probably need more than this single nightshade. So you spend another 30 minutes kind of making your way down... Your horses are getting kind of bored as you're going pretty slow and it's pretty mucky. So they're just like every once in a while just going and eating some grass. Kind of being bored as they slowly trudge through the mud. And then you find another kind of culvert of stiller water. And uh, roll me those sweet, sweet nature checks. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's better. Uh, 14 plus, what was it, 2? So, uh, 16. Okay. 12. 12. Hey, it's better than last time. Yeah, so you guys find three more of the nightshades. So you have a, a total of four nightshade. Val, did, I, did she tell you how many we need to find? She said to get as much as we could find. And I feel like <laughs> four is not a, not a lot. Oh, I'm no. not that smart, but I think four is a small number. Oh, you are, you are correct. It's, it's not a good number. Um, all right, uh, well, let's, let's keep going. Okay, so you guys spend another 30 minutes. It's been an hour and a half now total. Um, <laughs> yeah! You find some more kind of slow water, and as you're slowly kind of making your way down, uh, roll me those sweet nature checks. Find me that night. 17! Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a natural one. All right, so uh, Val, as he's, as he's looking, just falls, just kind of ass over heels, just kind of into into the muck as he is uh, attempting to pick what is very clearly a violet and not at all a nightshade, gets just covered head to toe in just kind of this viscous, horrible muck. Um, but Dav, you find three more nightshades. So you, you got a total of what? That's eight now? Only three? Yep. Yeah. So you guys got eight nightshade total. Okay. You know, you know what? I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you sure? If, if, we if we wanna, only have if you, eight. If you want to go one more time, one more. I mean, I'll clean up. Give me a second to clean up. Okay, I think but, uh, I think one more, one more, and then we'll go back. All right, give me give me a few minutes to clean up. <laughs> so Val, you 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 get into the sulks away. Yeah, you get into the the faster moving water, and uh, as you don't have hair off. or anything, yeah, it, the mud just comes off pretty easily. <laughs> Your, your white pants are just <laughs> filthy dirty and will need to get cleaned, but... Just gonna leave everything else off other than the already dirty pants. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you wear... you wore much clothing anyway, so... Not a huge change. So you guys go about 30 minutes more. You're now at the two-hour mark. You're not terribly far away. You're probably... a good ride, you're probably only about... 20 minutes from town, but it has taken you quite a while to search. So roll me that those last nature checks. 10. 
Okay, well, all three of my die have screwed me. But I feel like the natural, like the, the crit fail can't possibly fuck me that hard again. <laughs> so let's go with that one more time. Okay, 13. Okay, so you guys... That was actually right next to the one. <laughs> so you guys find uh, a total of three more. So you're now up to 11 nightshade flowers. Uh, after all two right. hours of searching. <laughs> I don't think we she intended for us to take all day. We'll just have to come back with what we have, and hopefully it'll it'll be enough, and hopefully Onzeo and Creed found plenty of witch hazel. I hope so. Um, yes, let, let's head back. Okay, so you guys get on your horses, and you, you kind of find a, a trail along the side of the river, and you uh, rush as fast or as quickly back as you possibly can. You had kind of thought you were all going to meet up kind of near the river, but... Creed and Anzeo are gone, and you know that they have gone to the doctor's offices. You guys have been gone for two and a half hours now. But you make it back to the doctor's office, and Anzeo uh, and Creed are inside with just this giant basket full of witch hazel that they are helping the doctor to kind of prepare and, uh, and extract as uh, you guys have been gone for, for quite some time. And the doctor looks expectantly at you. Did you, did you get a big hole? How, how did you guys do? I think where we were looking must have been fairly picked over. Uh, we didn't have a big as hall as this. We lay out the flowers. Eleven flowers. The doctor looks pretty disheartened. She goes, I mean, I'm sure that will be fine. I'm sure it will be fine. And then she goes to kind of teach you, Bal, and Dav kind of the thing that she had already been teaching Creed and Onzea, which is how to extract the essence of the flowers so she has all of you guys kind of back in that main big room in the back that she has all of her chemistry equipment in and over the next couple hours you all help her extract as much essence of these things as you possibly can and then once she has about four vials of uh witch hazel and half a vial of nightshade she bids you all a good evening and goes to work on the the far more complex sort of thing that she's working on um and you can see that there's that big parchment with the two handwritings and she's following a recipe that has been written on there by a very steadied hand so she's kicked you out of the doctor's office what time time is it yeah what do we say it is it's like seven you head back to the silver dust and Helen is there, and her father, Broderick, is there. And they uh, get you guys hooked up with some dinner and some bevs. And what's the plan for this evening, my dudes? I'm going to ask Helen. Helen, um, I need to know where I can go clean my clothes. Had a spill. Don't need to go into it. <laughs> she kind of licks you up and down and goes, Yes, those were white this morning, weren't they? Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't even get this dirty when I was in the mines. <laughs> uh, she goes, uh, yes, um, there's a wash basin in the in the boarding house. It should be uh, stored up above the the bathtub in um, all of the, the restrooms. There's a big sink in the hall closet. Okay, well, I'll remember that for this evening then. Thank you. Oh, can I get some jerky? Yes, of course. And she goes back into the kitchen and brings you out a, a plate. I guess full of jerky, a bowl. How do you? How would you serve jerky in a restaurant? In a bag? On a plate. On a plate. She brings you a plate of jerky. No, I like I like the bag thing. <laughs> a brown bag, just full of slim jims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all individually wrapped in wax paper, and they they say fat the, say fat jim on them. Fat jim. Fat jim, uh, and it's all these big hunking fat chunks. Jane. 
Fat Jane, Fat, Fat Jane's Jane. Jerky, <laughs> the best jerky in all of the Eastern Continent. Fat Jane, hell yeah! <laughs> Available in all major retailers, especially Sign North. Um, so you get your Fat Janes. If I don't see that on my shopping list, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> so you get your Fat Janes and you head back to the table. And um, what is your all's plan of attack for tonight? Put my hand up. Okay, Creed, go. I want to look around and see if anybody's listening. Okay, then roll me that sweet perception check. Fifteen. Otter, even Kate. So you look around, it does look like uh, Daro, Luther's dad, he's kind of, you're kind of back near his usual table. He does look like he's a little bit interested in what you guys are talking about. Not being, he's being pretty overt about it. Covert? Not doing it a lot. Nonchalant. Nonchalantly kind of eavesdropping on you guys. Not, not here. Maybe we should take this over to the house? You want to take it to go? Yeah, uh, go. this jerky can, can go and I need to wash my pants anyways. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Al? We need to get you cleaned up, don't we? You want to explain what happened? I, I don't I don't recall what happened to you. Was it that bad? I tried to, like, not laugh. <laughs> I got ambushed. Oh, man. By, by an animal. Okay. I don't uh, know what it was. Roll me a deception <laughs> against Creed's passive perception. What's your passive perception, Creed? Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, and Abby, roll me a Constitution saving throw. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> what, you got if I didn't 20? have a minus one. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was just saying, I rolled a dirty twenty. So. A dirty twenty. Okay. Yeah. No, you you are doing a fantastic job of not laughing. You're just stone faced. You got a poker face on there. Uh, but what'd you get on your deception? Oh, uh, a seventeen, but it's a minus one. <laughs> uh, you can tell he's not being completely honest, Creed. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> I, okay, and I blurt out, he, he fell off his horse trying to pick up a flower. And I just <laughs> die laughing. <laughs> I start chuckling, too. Okay, so you guys all head back across the street uh, over to the boarding house. You all kind of go in towards the back area as Bal pulls down that big tub and rips his pants off and fills it up with water. And as well, now he's going to have to sew them. <laughs> Abby, obviously not literally. <laughs> and you all are kind of standing in the in the back hallway. A couple of you have your backs against the back wall looking towards the door to kind of make sure that you're, you know, in private or whatever, but you're all kind of gathered around the back washroom as Val washes his pants, discussing your, your plan of action for the day. You know what I just thought about? Hmm. hmm. In order for Val to take his pants off, he, like, takes them down, he takes one leg out, one leg out, and then his tail. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I would imagine it's like a, it ties. It's got a tie. Yeah, I would right? imagine like a tie or a button in the back. Yeah, so you just untie it and then it's like regular pants. Yeah. Like above his tail? Yeah. yeah. They're dragon they you got them from a dragonborn priest. They would be definitely made to accommodate easily a tail. Yeah. No, I it guess has it yeah, it has a tie and then it's drawstring around again. So that way you can tie it tight without having to to wear a belt. Yeah, that makes sense. So back to the plan at hand. What we did last night, I believe, was working up into a point. So I believe uh, Kina is what uh, alerted Sophia in the first place. It was a great attempt, but... Um, oh, it was Akina. What was she carrying again? A few things, but there she had a, a cloth and a jar of some liquid that seemed to be clear. When I went uh, to use the restroom, I, I, I 
saw jars of that clear liquid myself. I didn't investigate too much. Like jars? More than one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like an apothecary jar. So it's like a glass, it goes up, and then it has like a, a very short kind of bottle opening, and it has a glass stopper in it. Oh, 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 okay, yes, yes, yes. If it was chloroform or ether, that's plenty of chloroform or ether. <laughs> so, do do you think we should all go, I guess, without Akina, um, if you're okay with that on Zeo? Actually, uh, Creed, if I could get you to give Akina guidance so uh, she can try and be sneaky. Yeah, no, I can, yeah, I can definitely do that uh, when we get closer to that time. I also don't think that Sophia was all that interested in me as somebody to uh, victimize. So uh, I guess I could also... How, d- how do you know that? How, why, why do you say that? Because um, she definitely passed me up. Now, I would like to <coughs> point out I'll that... Say, did she see you? That on Zeo it, it was where she is on the map and the forest is south of there. And you all followed Sophia. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. One sec. I gotta drink some water. Yeah, we were like, we were like down here, going like along the bottom in the trees. And Anzeo was in a park that had some trees. It would be possible that she didn't see Anzeo, but you couldn't. You all couldn't be sure. I mean, you were following her, and she didn't seem to look that way. You would know that. It's also possible that she knows that Anzeo has us. They <laughs> wouldn't go after her. Because she knows she has people with her. Well, Onzeo, then do you just want to, to stick with us? We're stronger as four, so... Provide an extra pair of eyes. So. Yes. Your dark vision will help. I think two people, um, I don't care which two of you, um, should go and be near her house. Um, it Is seems... this in your character voice? Yes. It seems as if she tends to go southward um, so maybe we could you know two other people could wait kind of closer to the south to kind of already be in the area to see what happens Creed do you want to go with me to the south uh, yeah I can I can uh, yeah I'll definitely come with you thank you and then Bal and I will go to Sophia sounds like a plan so you guys uh, I'll just have you guys all roll your Stealth for me, real fast, so I can. And we're just gonna kind of go with those numbers. On Zay, what you get? Eighteen. Okay, what's Akina get? I give her a guidance. Guidance doesn't give you an advantage. Oh. It just gives her a plus, right? Plus four. Plus D. Plus a D four. D four. She crit failed. Okay, but God damn it! Right? No, she doesn't get advantage. You cr- a crit, crit fail doesn't. She cannot add anything to that. She can't even add guidance to that. It wouldn't even matter. A D four is not going to do anything to help a crit. She crit fail. failed, but does she not have advantage on, no. on rolls? Okay. No, it's smelling rolls and seeing rolls, right? Yeah. Uh, Bal, what'd you get? Yeah, dirty twenty. Creed, what'd you get? Thirteen. Dev, what'd you get? Uh, twenty-four. Good. So Anzeo and Bal kind of take off towards Sophia's house. Akina is flying up and just every once in a while just goes, just makes it a weird little dragon noise. Uh, and then as you all kind of find your spots, where are you guys hiding? In the trees or on the side of her house? or um, In the trees. Okay. I was going to probably try to proceed closer to her house like I did originally. So up along the side? Yeah. 
Anzeo and uh, Akina get up in the tree. Akina is loudly kind of crooning periodically. Bal, you are up by the house. Could I send her home with all this noise that she's no. making? No, okay. you could not. You, if you wanted to leave her, she needed to stay before she rolled stealth. Damn it. Creed and Dav, are you guys in the forest or are you in the the alleys? Where are you guys? I was thinking we were in the forest. In the forest? I was thinking like right here. Because the forest starts right there, right? Runs up to her orchard. Okay. Yeah, we could be in the forest. Then. Yeah. So you guys hide. Uh, Rez is back at the, the yes, house because yeah. you weren't bringing him. Creed and Dav, you all find a spot to hide. You guys are hiding uh, in and around some rocks and some big ol' tree roots. And at about 10 o'clock, Sophia in pants and a dark colored shirt with a bottle of clear liquid and a rag kind of sneaks out of her house poorly and (laughs) starts making her way uh, through the forest. So uh, Anzeo casts Pass Without a Trace. I'm sorry, what are you saying? Silent Track. Silent Track. She casts Silent Track. <laughs> well, I mean, that, it's, what is, what it's, is a vo- it's a vocal thing, so. Oh, so she's saying Silent well, that's what Track. I say to oh! So she does that and uh, <laughs> is able to silently clamber out of the tree as she and Bal invisibly follow Sophia. And you can see her coming pretty much straight towards you guys as you are just kind of right on the edge. What are you guys going to do? Uh, we want to get out of the way, deeper into the woods. Oh yeah, I'm good with them. Alright, so you guys make your way deeper into the woods. Downtown. And for a second she kind of pauses, as she, it seems like she might have heard something. After a brief moment, she keeps going, and she is headed pretty far. You all follow her to just south of Luther and Samuel House, so about four, five blocks in, and she's sitting and waiting. And uh, she waits for about 40 minutes, and you all can see, because you have all kind of found spaces around her to hide. Are you guys getting close to Anzeo and Bal, or are you guys kind of off? Yeah, I'd figure we'd bunch up, we'd meet up. Okay, so you guys fall under that pass without a trace, and you see from way back where the tavern is, where she's looking, and she's she's right about here looking down the main road, you see Daro, uh, Luther's dad, <gasps> the old dwarf, and he is meandering down the street. He kind of turns down the main road right near where Samuel had gotten attacked, and kind of turns towards his house. And as he makes the turn to go east towards his house, she starts sprinting up the road north. The, <gasps> the bottle in her hand, top in her teeth, uh, dumping chloroform or ether or whatever it is on the rag. I would like to make hot pursuit. She is, Are we close to her or... Oh, no, we're behind her? You're behind her. Yeah, you're about... Yeah. Before she started sprinting, you were about 15 feet behind her. Okay like to move along to you guys start running up the street behind her uh she turns the corner the road is clear except for daro she's kind of crouched running and she kind of just jumps on his back puts her hand over his mouth and whispers something in his ear as he kind of collapses down onto the ground unconscious and then as she's kind of standing over his body her body starts to shake and her her like, I wanted to stay as pretty close to her. Okay. I'm just wanting to make a full-fledged, like, body tackle. Okay. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to have a strength contest. Try and knock her down. 
Oh, shit, oh boy. Dude. Oh, come on, Val. Well, yeah, so this is just gonna be straight on. I don't think I have anything special for this. What so it's it? just a, a roll and then my strength. Plus strength. She got a dirty 20. So, uh, you lunge at her. She kind of tucks into it. And as you kind of, as you are taller than her, kind of go over the top of her, she kicks you with her legs. And you go flying off down the street towards the east. Everybody else is in the west behind you. And you can see her limbs now are a lot longer than they were before. And her fingers are like ending in sharp claws. And she doesn't look so much like Sophia anymore. She just looks angry. And we're going to roll initiative. How far do you think she knocked me to the uh, other side? I'll, I'll pull you up. I'll pull you guys up on a blank page. Can I roll to see an acrobatics to see if I land on my feet? That's yeah, you can roll an athletics. Or, I'm sorry, an acrobatics. A, B, C, D, A got a 1. Kree got a what? 3. 3. Dev, what'd you get? 11 plus 6, 5, 16. Val, what'd you get? Uh, 17. Actually, that's on the die, so it's actually plus 3, so 20. Uh, Val, you get a you get a go first. You will need to use half of your movement to stand up. And let, what's our? What oh, I rolled. I rolled a, a dirty twenty to land on my feet. Oh yeah, no, you you land on your feet. You kind of she she kicks you off. Uh, you tumble a, a little bit, but you land. Uh, you're able to kind of roll into it yourself and uh, get up on your feet. Do one of those cool anime spin things where they just like, like slide a, oh, with like, their feet or whatever. Your claws yeah, into like into a three-point kind of like yeah, definitely crouch down. Yeah, definitely a hero. And then I immediately just want to take out take out my staff and okay. just immediately bolt forward. <laughs> okay. Don't forget, Daro is lying unconscious on the ground at her feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my baby. And then I want to go for my two quarter staff attacks. Okay. First attack. Oh, that's not gonna hit. That's a five on the die. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. So, second attack. Uh, 18 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit her. Uh, does poison affect her? Uh, no. So it's just five damage. As a bonus action, I want to use a key point to disengage. Okay. All right, uh, so Belle runs up to her. She is a lot taller than she used to be. She was about 5'7", and she's now about 6'2". Bops her in the neck. She looks furious as hell. Uh, he disengages and kind of sprints off down the street back towards you all, and she turns around and just growls. And Devaris, it is your turn. <gasps> my turn? Oh, this, like, kills me to fucking attack my beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm trying to decide. Ugh. Okay, well, you know, I guess I don't really want to, but I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Ugh, I'm probably not going to hit her. Um, uh, 11. Yeah, no, <laughs> hell no. Uh, so you uh, kind of, because you're not a wizard, how are you, how do you fire these spells? Like with your hand, with your dagger? Like how are you, what is the conduit for your magical essence how do i figure that out you are going to make it up and tell me oh you are going oh, to decide uh, if it's just with your hand or with your mind. my hand okay so she growls at at you all um and just kind of in a heat of fleeting passion and sadness you 
fire your hand out towards her, but miss. Uh, you can't quite bring yourself to hit this woman that you care so deeply about. And it is now Creed's turn. Alright, Creed, what you doing? I'm gonna... I'm gonna use my crossbow. Okay. Two. <laughs> okay, then. Uh... I'm gonna get a new set of dice. <laughs> Already? <laughs> so you, you take aim with your crossbow and you fire and it just embeds itself in the ground uh, kind of right at her feet and it is now on Zayo's turn. So um, I'm going to go to her and kind of try to knock her in the head with the the back end of my sword. Okay. Are you going to attempt to knock her out? Yeah. She, uh, I'm just going to remind you, that's at zero. Oh. You knock her out when she gets close to dying. You can't. Okay. You could attempt to. I'm going to give you a DM hint. She has way too many hit points for you to be okay. able to do okay. that right okay. now. Okay. So if you want to back up and shoot at her, you can. I also would like to remind us it's been a long time. And I don't think Abby's ever had the, uh, the chance to knock someone out. You cannot knock someone out with ranged attacks. Just kind of a reminder. You guys, you can kill somebody. Oh, and that's how you all got in so much trouble at Bear's Grove. <laughs> you cannot knock people unconscious with arrows. Come back spells. here. Shoot her a little bit. <sighs> shoot her a little bit. Shoot her just a little bit. Shoot her. Um, hey, my, my thing doesn't hit that hard. Uh, 23. Yes. 10. Okay. So you... Do you get two uh, yeah. oh, I get two attacks. She does. Oh uh, you shoot at her and it embeds itself like right in her shoulder. And she just... With her... Her mouth has still been kind of transforming. She has these big gnarly teeth and she just bites it off at the the shaft part where the arrow head is. I don't know. Arrow anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> arrow anatomy. Um, I want to shoot her again with a 17. Yes. And, uh, that is a 9. Okay. So uh, you shoot her again and she just looks mad as hell. She is going to attempt to uh, bite the ever-living shit out of Akina who's right by her face. She's going to miss spectacularly with a, a whole uh, 8. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she's going to miss, and then she is going to disengage, because that's a thing that she can do, and she is going to just... <sighs> is she going to attack? She's going to come after Bal. She's going to attempt to just jump on top of Bal and bite the ever-loving hell out of him with a natural 17. Well, yeah. It's a dirty 20. I would say that hits. Uh... Oh shit! She oh, and I'm rolling with uh, either Dora or Jor's dice, and they always hit really hard. <laughs> so that is going to be uh, nine damage on you, Bal. She bites into your your shoulder for nine damage, and it is your turn, Bal. Seeing that she just bit me, and I don't really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm gonna no? take my staff. Spider spider core staff attack. My spider quarter staff attack, go for a double whack. Well, that's probably not gonna hit. That's like a eight. Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay, that's better. That's 23 to hit. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. It's either all or nothing. Uh, nine damage. I guess I'm gonna go for a punch as well. Uh, 18. Uh, yes, it is gonna hit. Uh, five damage. She still looks really healthy. You bop her a couple times in the face, and she's got some scratches and things on her, but she looks just mad as hell. And Dav, it is your turn. 
just rolled a natural 20. Well, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. Okay. What is that? I'm going to hurl a four-inch diameter sphere of energy um, at a creature I can see within range, which is uh, 90 feet. So, um, Okay, Creed, make a dexterity saving throw. I think I get a... it's gonna go. It's at a, a creature. Yeah, I know, but it's gonna go in a straight line, and Creed is in the way. <gasps> so he is gonna make oh. it, try to make a dexterity saving throw. Damn it! Your spell save DC, Abby. What's your spell save DC? It's uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Sixteen. Okay. So he's, oh, he's thank God. Fine. Okay, next time I'll move. I didn't <laughs> think about that. Obviously, um, I haven't ever. I don't, you know, we do initiative a lot, and I don't know how to spell. Apparently, for sake of time, I'm choosing cold. Okay. Um. Because I feel like that would, you know, not necessarily, like, kill her. <laughs> um, and then uh, make a ranged spell attack and start if the target, if the attack hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage shit. Uh, of my chosen type. Okay, um, so roll to hit me. One and five is six. Uh, what's five plus six? Eleven. Twenty-four. Oh, it's twenty-four? One, five, six, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Creed, uh, I am going to move you as you ducked out of the way as this giant freezing ball of energy just kind of whooshes up uh, over your body as you roll out of the way, and it hits her. And she's, she's no. Wait, hold on. Can I? Can I? Can I yell something? Sure. As I start this. Yeah. Creed, watch out. Okay. He does. There you go. <laughs> Yay. I know he does. That's why I was like, wait, I want to say something. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he jumps out of the way and you hit her just full on in the chest, and uh, she's looking a little rough. Not not like she's on death's door, but she's uh, looking like she's uh, seen some better days, and it's just mad as hell. And Creed, it is your turn. This frosty monster. Just crossbow it. I'm gonna crossbow it one more time. Okay. 15. Tackle. Yeah. Uh, no, that's actually not going to hit her. So on Zayo. Okay. So Akina is going to go after her with a 19. Yeah, that'll hit her. Um, can she make a DC 11 constitution saving throw? She's not going to make it. Um, okay. Does she fail it by five or more? No. She yeah. fails it by one. Damn. So in that case, I'll just move on to damage. Five. Oh, that's Akina biting her? That's Akina stinging her. Okay. All right. So Akina's tail, I guess it's barbed like a scorpion tail, just kind of whips around and just like jabs her right in the neck and just looks, again, just mad as hell. Right. Has her health up? Uh, not like you could knock her down with your sword yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Emily, Emily, yes. how, do, how does she lurk and how is this affecting me or Dav? Uh, how like, am, is my roll, heart like breaking? Roll me a Constitution saving throw. We'll see. Um, I don't know how, how big are you into animals. Yeah, she. Uh, she um, be. I rolled a two plus um two, so a four. Yeah, no, your heart is freaking breaking. Um, actually, <laughs> for you to attack next time, it, you are gonna have to roll to be able to hit her, as you like her so much. Uh, see that that hit her. And then 15 is not going to hit her. Alright, so you shoot her once. Again, she looks real, real mad. Uh, It's her turn. She is going to disengage from all those guys because her human side is taking over a little bit and she sees who she wants to... I can do something. Hmm? I can do something. With her disengaging? I can do what... 
I can do my sentinel feat. Okay. I can make a reaction attack even if she's disengaging. Okay. <laughs> it actually came in handy. Okay. <laughs> um, no, oh. Well, I don't think that'll hit. That's a 16. Yeah, that'll hit her. Okay, oh. well, then we go. Nine damage. She's looking not super good, but still okay-ish. So, Dav, she just leaps at you, uh, trying to get you. Her first attack misses. The second one is going to be a 14. That is my armor class. Okay, so she is going to hit you. She is going to swipe at your face with a six damage. I start crying. Okay. All right, yeah, so she claws at, claws at your face, and we are back up to the top. Val, it is your turn. All right, I will take a step forward to get right behind her, and then I will go for two more staff attacks. I'm going to, with the intent to knock, try and knock her out. I mean, because my stuff's just bludgeoning, I don't think I have a, If I'm careful, I don't accidentally kill her. Uh, that's just a three, so don't worry about that one. <laughs> Let's grab a different die. Okay, that's nice. That's a 19 plus things. Yes, that's definitely going to hit her. That's another nine damage. And I guess as a bonus action, I'll just try and cold cock her at the back of the head. Uh, that's only a five. That is not so going to do it. She kind of turns on you, Bal, Bal, and snarls, and she does not look like a human anymore. She just looks full-on beast mode. She kind of has a similar structure to Sophia, but it, she's her jaw is all elongated, and she's got the big old gnarly teeth, and doesn't look beautiful anymore. <laughs> and we are now down to Dav. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw to be able to attack her. Oh, okay. Uh, 15 plus 217. Okay, you're able to if you want to. Damn, I rolled, fucking rolled a 15 again. But I want to hit her because she's like on me, right? Yeah, I mean, she's like, she just looked back at Bal, but yeah, she's like up on your shit. So yeah, I want to try and use the hilt of my short sword to like hit her on the back of the head. Okay. Um, so that's just 1d6 piercing. <laughs> I rolled a 2. Plus 2, so 4. Uh, it's going to be 8 because you're getting her in the mm. soft spot in the back of her head. Oh, okay. She's not going down. She just howls as you hit her in the back of the head, and we're now down to Creed. How is she looking? Not super good. And who's got her attention? Uh, she's looked back at, at Dav. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Dav, and it gives her a plus two on her AC. Okay, so Abby, the next time she tries to hit you, uh, your AC has plus two, and how long does that last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes, holy shit, that's a long time. On Zeo. With a perception of 13, where did the rag and the, the bottle go? They're dropped down by Daro. She just kind of dropped them down by him. Would I be able to use Akina's action for her to grab the rag? Yeah. And, okay, because I, I think I can move. I think that would be enough feet. Well, it would be 35. in this space above, so it's even less. So, yeah, I'm going to have so Akina go. And she's gonna fly by Darrow and pick up the uh, the rag. Bring tones I'm gonna lunge at her face with the rag. Uh, what what do I roll for that? Okay, so this is gonna be kind of like a sleep thing um, because you're trying to knock her out. So she's gonna have advantage on a Constitution saving throw because okay. she still has a lot of health. What is your full con, Kate? number 18 eight shit okay i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and beat your constitution okay she got a 19 
Oh. So, that's only with her plus. She rolled a 17. So, she looks a little bit weaker, and uh, we'll say she's going to take... Um, roll a d6, just straight d6 damage for me. Four. Four, okay. You kind of jump at her and put that rag over her face, and uh, she looks a little bit sleepy, and it might have some other effects on her, uh, but she did not go down. Can I use my second action to try again? I mean, technically you can, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to roll with advantage this time. Because uh, she's already a little bit. I'm, I'm really good at rolling nines. So you put the rag over her mouth, but this time you cover her nose. And so she's only like breathing in through her mouth. And it takes a good 15 seconds, but eventually she that just. strength of 17, if that helps. Yeah. No, I mean, she can't really fight back at you. Uh, you have a rag of ether to her face. She eventually goes down and she is knocked out cold. I want to haul ass to the doctor. I'll just look at him, like, knowingly what he was about to do. I'm going to toss in my manacles and say, make sure you restrain her in case she wakes up. And then I just bolt. Okay. Full movement. I'm going to sprint everything. So it's 80 feet. Okay. You book it, and you start pounding on the door, and Dr. Patrill opens up, and she goes, It's an ungodly hour. I need you to come with me now. Uh, Sophia's coming to town, and she's changed into something. We need you to come. Her eyes just get horrified wide. She's, like, in a robe. Like, she's in her PJs. Like, (laughs) she just kind of wraps up. She's not wearing shoes, and she just books it after you and um as like, do you need anything i want to see her first i don't know what okay, i need uh, until i see her so um uh, while bal was going to get the doctor i want to say we put the manacles on her okay. and i have a question does anybody have chains in the inventory i mean maybe there's i have a chain though I mean, <laughs> take your armor off and wrap it around her That's so she's stronger okay, so um we put the manacles on her it's probably rope um, if, let's, I mean, so if rope. We... let's tie her up with rope just in case so you guys do all of that bow brings the doctor and she just kind of sees the scene kind of laid out before her and just her eyes go wide like what the hell and she runs over first to daro to check on him and she uh calls over to uh, one of you to, to come over. Um, she goes, um, she points to, to Luther's house and she goes, that's Luther's house. Please knock on the door or something. See if it's unlocked. Get him, get him inside. Check him if he has a key. Get him inside, propped up somewhere, sitting up or lying on his side. Okay. I, uh, I grab him and uh, I start heading towards Luther's house. You bang on the door and nobody answers. Luther is still at the bar and you check the door. It's unlocked. Inside it has um, a couch and a chair in kind of the front sitting area. And then has a stairs up to like bedrooms and things. Okay, um, I'll just set him on the the couch on okay. his side. Okay, you do that easily. He's a little bit heavy. He is a dwarf, but yeah. you are able to handily carry him up. Can I do a medicine check just to maybe stabilize him? Yeah, of course. Eighteen. Eighteen. Not including anything. So you uh, run to the kitchen and you grab a glass of water and you just splash him in the face, and he, he groggily comes to and has a lot of questions 25 if you want to add everything but yeah oh yeah no so you are able to you're able to to rouse him and you've checked on him and he he seems to be fine it's just ether he's groggy but he kind of asks you what happened and uh what are you gonna tell him what uh, happened no time to explain you just sit tight we'll check up on you here in a bit okay oh uh, just relax 
Okay, and he just he just kind of leans back on the thing and just kind of dozes off. While Creed was away, um, she has kind of gathered you all up to kind of help her carry Sophia back to her office. She's worried about Sophia and that people will see. <laughs> She's kind of uh, gathered you all and you're all kind of trying to figure out the best way to kind of carry her, as she is much taller and heavier now than she had been previously. I take my shirt since I don't wear it most of the time anyways, I just take it and I like drape it over her wolfish head to maybe help mask what it is. I can add my pants to that too. If <laughs> layer my clothes, let's put her in my clothes. So as he's putting the thing on her face, I guess I offer my, my cloak. Here's my cloak. This might be a little bit easier to conceal. You guys wrap her up and then Val, you're probably the strongest, right? Considering Anzeo's strength, she's probably the strongest. Yeah, but Sophia's like six feet tall now and Anzeo's like five foot three. I was just yeah, gonna have one of you guys like throw her over your shoulder I'll, and Val's the tallest. I'll, I'll like a continental soldier, do your ears hang low? I'll yeah. go ahead and try. Val won't say no to the challenge. It, I mean, she only weighs like 175 pounds right now, so I mean you, that is something you can easily weigh. If you want to do a gracefulness check, you are more than welcome to. <laughs> I'll make sure I don't like bump her around too much. What yeah. would that be? Uh, go straight decks. Which dice hasn't been fucking me all night? The red one. Let's go with the red one. Yeah, you fucked me. <laughs> My dex is, I think, three, so nine. So you easily right. lift her up, but you do bang her into a, a light post as you're kind of walking down the street and you are chastised and scolded by the doctor who's be careful be careful with her as you all make your way back towards the doctor's office a few people have kind of like poked their heads out of windows to kind of see what's going on Uh, a couple people are standing out on their porches some are smoking trying to kind of figure out what the hell is the matter but the doctor's not kind of giving them any time of day and when she gets back to the office there are a few people who are kind of slowly trailing behind and she goes if one of you could just stand out here and tell them that there's just been an accident and just kind of get everybody to go away, that would be ideal. Yeah. So I need you to charisma the the hell out of these people. Persuade them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, um, there's been a small accident. Uh, we're taking care of it. Just keep to yourselves. Have a good night. Persuasion check? Mm-hmm. 25. Yeah, okay. They're persuaded as hell. They all just kind of go, oh yeah, no accidents in this down happen. That's nothing new. And they all kind of wander away. Because uh, holy shit. <laughs> if it was ballot, but a riot. There's a wolf um, person? Um, it's got big old teeth. <laughs> so you guys uh, are inside the doctor's office and she leads you into the back. And she uh, has you guys kind of strap her down to one of the beds. It's kind of a traditional medical bed of the turn of the century like insane asylum kind of metal it has the a trundle bed yeah sure it's got like metal on it one arm to one side medical the other arm to the other side yeah so you do that the doctor is looking a little bit concerned as this doesn't quite seem to be what she and whomever she had been talking to had come upon the answer for for a while she just kind of stands there looking at her not quite sure exactly what to do kind of biting her thumbnail and thinking and and periodically going back and and checking her book i don't know what i would need to roll for this or if i would need to roll i know that she's got scary dog face but i want to whisper in her ear that everything's gonna be okay okay you don't have to roll for that you can just do it i kind of like touch her arm when i do that she's she's out cold she doesn't stir you feel good that she she heard you somewhere deep inside her her wolf brain. So you look at um, Anzeo and did you come across anything like this with the book that you? Only what I told you guys about before. Oh. Is that it? Is that 
I'm not sure. I'm not actually uh, an expert on the subject. She goes, I'm sorry, uh, the doctor's on what? what are, huh? I'm, I'm uh, down for any theories. Well, go ahead, Anzu. I looked in folklore book and came across a creature called a Husrosius, and how they're a skinwalker, kind of look like dogs, and they tend to attack weak people. But there wasn't much more than that. She goes and she grabs that piece of paper and she starts the big... Uh, piece of paper she starts writing kind of furiously and then starts flipping through her book and she doesn't quite seem to be finding anything when some more writing appears on that piece of paper and she reads it and she gets pretty disheartened and just kind of slumps into her chair and she goes there's no known cure it's if that is what it is it's an incredibly rare sort of monstrous disease i mean my contact at the Academy for Natural Sciences says I might be able to keep her in check by keeping the beast fed, but I don't know how long I can do that. Don't mean to intrude, but I mean, she's been able to live with this. I mean, she's been able to be normal until, you know, she needs to feed. Is there a way that we could, I mean, I'd hate to just outright killer. I mean, she's a fantastic person. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt her. I mean, she hasn't killed anyone, which is quite admirable. She has more control over that beast form than I guess we probably know. And if it would at least help fix her for now, if you could, like, maybe draw my blood or something and maybe somehow use that to feed her? She, she kind of looks at you and she's got, like, this glint in her eyes and she goes, that is a very... Mm. And she goes back into her office and she brings out this giant needle with the big glass tube. I walk the fuck out. <laughs> I'm going to hold out my arm. Please, use use my blood. Is this your way to get inside her? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gross. Did you really say that? Yeah. That Character ruined voice. everything I, I was it. doing. <laughs> I read my lady book. Bell didn't. I don't even acknowledge that he said anything. She looks at you and she goes, well, I mean, you would be much easier to draw from than him. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Everyone else is fine with it. Sounds good to me. And there's no objection. So she walks over and she taps your arm to get a vein. She sees your bleeding face and just deals with that real fast. <laughs> just kind of puts a bandage over your face and then draws a lot of blood from your arm and just like fills this giant long glass tube and uh, make a constitution saving throw. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. I rolled a four plus two, a six. Okay, yeah. so uh, <laughs> you see kind of all of the blood coming out of your arm, and you realize that's a lot of my blood. And you just kind of, as she withdraws the needle, you just fall just straight back. Uh, I'll try to catch her. Okay, then roll me that sweet dex. Oh, boy. That's a dex, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nine. Okay. So you, you get behind her and you open your arms to catch her and she just slides, like, right through onto the ground. And, Dab, you're going to take just four points of knocking your head against the hard floor damage. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the doctor kind of thinks for a second, trying to figure out wh- how exactly to best do this. And she kind of crooks Sophia's head up and just kind of, like, injects the blood into her mouth, like rubbing her throat to kind of get her to, to swallow it. And then over the next minute, you kind of watch as Sophia 
transforms back into regular Sophia, battered and bruised and looking pretty close to death Sophia. But um, she's still passed out. And so the doctor starts going and starts patching up her wounds as best she can and mumbling to herself, trying to kind of figure out how on earth she's going to long term this. I was going to want to do a medicine check on death since I let her fall. I'd want to just make sure she doesn't have brain damage. <laughs> Aww. I already do. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, 25. Oh, yeah. No, you kind of start checking on her and you're like, oh, this is easy to fix. And you're able to, to rouse her with some smelling salts. Uh, and, you know, you do a little bit better job than the quick patchwork that the doctor did on her cheek and kind of get that taken care of with some of the herbs from your pouch so that she won't have just the most garish scar across her face oh that would be cool though i mean you're still gonna have a scar but it's not gonna just be ragged it's still gonna be horrible (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be ragged af you also smell kind of like mud and moss because you know the herbs are fresh and kind of gross yeah i'm gonna talk to the doctor i want to talk about the long-term plan basically we can't be the ones to always donate i'm sure death would gladly be the one to do it um you know we can't stay here forever we had a job to do and stuff i don't know who all you would want to trust with this information in town but maybe we could find people that are close to her that might volunteer for this type of thing maybe to alternate i worry about it getting out she's close with helen and kainan but i would hate to bother the old woman with it i don't want to put any more strain on her than possible i i worry about involving the mayor or hella from the union just i don't want word to get out as people are already pretty afraid but i feel if the attacks can just stop people in this town aren't terribly worried about much more than the day by day so if i can just figure out someone i think it will just kind of go away Uh, we'll try and help as long as we're here the short-term solution is donating blood to keep this at bay what would the long term i mean i would have to get in contact with a few more people i'm not into any sort of bestiology or any sort of lore or anything like that there are people at the academy who study things of that nature and i'm sure there is someone in the region who would be better suited for this than i and i'm sure i can find their contact and we can get a couple people working on this especially if that thing is still out there somewhere the thing that bit her the one that attacked her yeah Mm -hmm. if only i could somehow get in contact with people back up north i mean i'm sure there's got to be ways and knowledge things like this up there dragonborn and lizard folk live in a land of beasts and beast men and i just don't know how i could get in touch with them well i will get in touch with my contacts at the academy first and foremost and we'll we'll see where i can go from there if you find out anything, you can always write. We get post here weekly at Town Hall, so it comes up either from Hestia or from Slaughter Key weekly. So we, we aren't totally completely alone out here, but I would like to keep this between as few people as possible until we can kind of get a grip on the situation. I totally agree with that. I would say, best bet, you are the town doctor, correct? Yes. And we need blood to pretty much keep this at bay. We tell nobody outside this room, and you hold some sort of blood drive. I mean, how long can you store blood for? Uh, With refrigeration, I can maybe a week. I could call for blood tests from some of the different miners. On a weekly basis. And I'll just rotate through. I 
am very familiar with many of their histories, so it shouldn't be too terrible a problem to make sure I get nice, good, healthy, clean blood better than she was doing on her own, figuring out who to go after, so yes. Well, and you were studying uh, Silverlock, too. <laughs> Wait. That could always be your cover. It could. I'm going to go ahead and touch myself. What? Well, touch yeah, what? myself. Touch what? and heal myself. Oh, oh, God. Touch and myself. oh my god! <laughs> you, like, you know, you right know that was a poor choice of words. Amoeba. I always say it, though. I always say it. I've never heard you say that, at least not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I think I said it when we were in the temple. I'm gonna touch myself. I need everybody to roll a perception check. That down. So I roll, roll really low, so you're welcome. Eight. Okay. Um, 21. Okay. 18. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so you guys are, are hanging out, uh, chatting about the potential plans. Um, a couple a couple minutes go by, and uh, Dr. Petro walks over to Sophia and starts panicking because she's not breathing. Oh, oh. And she is running I around step, the room I step away. trying to find something. She's using smelling salts, just performing CPR. She tells you to untie her hands because she's back to human form and is just doing her best to kind of get Sophia's heart started again. But uh, so far, uh, with even with her advantage rolls, she's not quite quite doing it. I got a dirty 20 in medicine. 22. 22? I don't quite know how you're, you're helping her. Um, I guess maybe like to continue to do chest compressions while you know, she yeah, while does she's, something else. Yeah, and, and so you guys yeah. are kind of switching back and forth. And uh, Creed, with your 22, you do kind of get her, her pulse very weakly. It flutters for a second, and then it goes back to being still. Thank you for listening to Five Friends in Fiction. Your dungeon mom was Emily Leverage. Anzeo Stanhope is Kate Flint. Belisar Kepisk is Tyler Deal. Abaddon Creed is Matthew Austin. And Devaris Lona is Abigail Leverage. Five Friends in Fiction will be back in two weeks. So until then, may your friends always have your back. <laughs>